Amen. Amen. Good morning, church. I hopefully I I can speak in English today. It's not common on me to 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 preach in English. But let me greet you with First Peter chapter two verse nine, a verse very well known for the people of God. Remember that verse from First Peter chapter two verse nine. And it is my greeting for you today. But you are what? Chosen race. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That you are. This is your identity. This is what you are in his hands before his sight. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a people for his for his own possession, but but never put this part far away of your sight of your mind, that you may proclaim. And what is the meaning of that? What is the 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 burden of our proclaiming, of our proclamation, that you may proclaim? The excellencies of Jesus Christ. And that's we are here. You and me. Not just me because I am behind this pulpit. But we are here to proclaim. Not just with our mouths. But with our bodies. With our actions. With our gifts. With our conversations. The excellence, excellencies of him and that's why we are here we cannot forget it we need to keep this in mind today i want to take this time for speaking about this thing a church a mission and exactly doing what First Peter 2.9 says. And exactly doing that, Apostle Peter was preaching in Acts chapter 2. Verse, well, the, the, almost the entire chapter 2. If you go back to Acts chapter 2, you will find... That the theme, the main purpose of his preaching that day was about him. Was about Jesus Christ. Peter was preaching about the excellencies of our Savior. The Son of God. The God, man, crucified by them. And in that moment, he was inviting them 
to follow him, to follow his pathway. And I want to connect with you the same thing. The theme for today is a church on mission. What is our mission? What we need to do here in La Junta? What we need to do in other towns? Las Animas, Fort Lyon, Denver, wherever you are. Well, we are chosen to proclaim His Excellencies. And that's we see in Acts 2 as well. Let's go to verse 41. And let me speak about this. The, the first point I want to show you is the church on mission is dedicated to two things. Committed to two things. And these are very, very special for us today. A church on mission is dedicated to do two specific things. You can read more in that verse, but I will focus just in two things. The verse 41 says in chapter, in, in chapter 2 of Acts, so those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Verse 42. And they devoted. And I like this verb, devoted. That's why I want to I I speak in this first part of the sermon, dedicated, committed. Devoted. And you can see the focus of them in this, in, this, uh, in this church. In the beginning, the beginning church was doing this. Devoted themselves. Let me tell you a bunch, a group of translations about Acts 2.42. Because I guess this is important. Now when, when we have smartphones, you can see different versions of the Bible. For example, the NIV translating, translating this says, they devoted themselves to the verb devoted. ESV, the version, the version we have today, they continually dedicated themselves. So again, the word dedicated. King James, I cannot say this in, in Spanish, or probably I can say it, but, but probably you won't understand this, but I love the old ver version in, in our language. And probably some of you love the King James version. And I love the old version in Spanish, which is Reina Valera. But in the King James Version, you read the same verse, the beginning of the verse 42. They continue steadfastly. 
All of this to say that they devoted themselves, they dedicated their life, and it means with intensity, with devotion, with heart. You know what I mean? Can I express the idea in English? Can I express it? They devoted their lives for the following two things. What are those two things? Well, now we know a church, a mission is dedicated or committed, devoted. Second part of this sermon, what was the church dedicated or committed to? If you read the verse, Oh, brothers, you will read. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship. Do you hear that? Two specific things. It was not that they were visited each other, which is so good, visiting one another. It was not just they met, they participated in the service or events of the church. It was not just that they care one another or for each other as we read in the dynamics of this church but they dedicated themselves to these two things. They participated. They devoted their lives to these two things. Their lives revolved around these two things. Things. And I don't know if you can see, if you can imagine, please try to use your minds to try to go to the beginning of the story about the new church, the new community, the new chosen children, chosen people. This is a beautiful picture of the church in the book of Acts showing us how the church should be and do now. Please look at yourself. How, how do you participate in these two things? Can you go and participate in these two things? If we're talking about a commitments, if, if, if we're talking about devotion, the first devotion that we read in verse 42 is the teaching of whom? The teaching of the apostles. Am I right? Yes. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. But this is a phenomenon this could be a very weird thing. 
And unfortunately and sadly, we do not see often this kind of commitment in the church today. If you see, I don't know, the, I, I don't watch too much TV and much more or less in English, but probably if you see Christian programs or shows or whatever, you don't see that the, the Christian people is dedicated to the apostles' doctrines. Sadly, I need to tell you that nor the leaders, nor the pastors, nor the teachers are dedicated to the apostles' teachings. We don't see that in the pastors. We won't see that in the membership of the churches. We need to go back to the scriptures. We need to devote our lives to know the apostle doctrines. One thing that we can see in that church on mission, one thing that we can that, that the, the New Testament shows us is they persevered in the apostles' doctrine. As you read here, not only in what they taught, but in what they practiced. Because the teaching, preaching, is not about our words, but it is about our actions. And this is what the Great Commission says. It is not just teaching them. If you read the Great Commission, it's not, the Lord is not saying just teaching them, but it says teaching them to keep. And the idea of keeping is practicing a being. Let them keep these doctrines Obey them, practice them, live them. And we observe in this verse 42 that Luke is in that church. He is participating. He's writing down what he's seeing. And Luke is taking the picture for all of us about what the church was doing. The church was obeying what the Lord commanded. Observing, teaching, keeping, obeying the doctrine, all of the things that He has commanded. The doctrines of the apostles, they kept that and brothers and sisters here, many of us are committed to other things. Probably you are committed to the pastor, Matt, or Scott, or probably you are committed to 
CFC, Calvary Family of Churches. Or probably you are committed to the worship leader. Believe me, a lot of people are committed to so many things in the church, but they are not to the doctrine of the apostles. And we need to, co to be committed to know the doctrines, to know the Word of God. This is why we must remind the church that it is, it is not about us. And one of the things that we are preaching frequently, often, is this. It is not about pastors of Calvary. It is not about us. It is not about any of our leaders. It is about Him. It is about God. It is about His Word. It is about Jesus Christ. And many times I long to hear preachers giving Him the glory. Many times I desire to hear from the pulpits that they are preaching about Him and feeding the hearts of the people with the excellences of Him. Brothers and sisters, if you come to Calvary La Hanta, it is to hear the excellences, the beauties, the blessings that we are in Him and He is for us. That's one of the meaning of adoration. To glorify Him. Oh, brothers and sisters, please take this first commitment as your first priority in your life. Know the apostles teaching, talking about our great Savior, Jesus Christ. The second commitment. Oh, the second commitment. The Spanish people love this. We enjoy the fellowship. It is so good to know some of you. Some of you, Alejandro. And when you talk to me in, in Spanish, oh, I hear the heavenly language. <laughs> Here. Jenna. Oh, what a wonderful. It was for my wife. She's learning English. So she doesn't understand all of the things that you say. But hearing, hearing some words that, that she can understand, that is really good. Fellowship. Fellowship. If you read again, and let us read and reread the Word of God. What this church was doing on mission. How we can do the same thing. And they devoted themselves to the fellowship. Fellowship. That was the second commitment. Well, but let me tell you something. I came here to America seven years and a half ago. And it was a huge change for my life. And I need to confess that this is something that not 
or don't characterize many of the today's Christians either. Many members of the churches do not practice a good fellowship. They are together, but many people are alone. They started together, but they do not practice what the Bible says together. So we need to share. We need to study together. We need to celebrate together in a real, deep fellowship. You know, one of the things that I really loved about our family of churches? That we can celebrate the Lord's Supper weekly. Well, a lot of people know me because I said, oh my goodness. Probably it is because it's a funny, funny expression in my heart accent. But I can say, oh my goodness, what a blessing it is to have the Lord's Supper together. And having this kind of fellowship, remembering our, our common Savior thinking of our common calling. Brothers, read this passage and see that the church in Jerusalem, they were together, studied together, shared together, celebrated the supper together, and prayed together to honor God. They worshiped together. They took care of one another. They were, be, they, they, they were be worried one another. They had their needs and they supported each other. God commands us to watch over those who are in need. If we are a church of mission, we need to have fellowship with others, taking care of these needs, taking care of others. I have heard in La Junta, you have a huge Spanish population. The number is so high. The percentage, more probably than 50%. We're brothers. Look at this. Is this a church or mission? Yes, indeed. Because you were reading in the verse 41. 3,000 souls came that day. And if you go down verse 47. The Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Believers must be known as a compassionate people, loving people, caring people. 
And we need to share this kind of fellowship. One of the things about fellowship is this. And I remember one time that I was teaching this. Because always I want to ask people, how do you spell the word life? And it was a little kid in one of the pews. And that little kid was hearing. And we, he was prepared to say, oh, spelling the word life is... And he was waiting for me, but I didn't say that letter. I didn't say L. And he was almost saying, moving his mouth in the pew. And I say, T. And he said, <laughs> So this guy doesn't know English. This preacher, he could say that. No, it's not L. Spelling life? No. And brothers and sisters, you can understand the meaning of this. Spelling the word life is T-I-M-E. That is how we can spell the word life. Life is time. Time. When you spend your life with others, when you want to do missions, when you want to do a Bible study with the Spanish people, if you, if you want to be focused on that mission in your church, in your life, you need to spend time. Time. Think in these terms. Probably many of you work by hours. And probably the, the owner or, 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 or the employer hire you and he's going to pay for your hours. And he's going to pay whatever. Why he's paying you for your hours? He is paying you for your life. That hour you are devoted to his company. Think about this omission. Time. Yes. What we read, what we see in the book of Acts, is if we want to do missions, we need to have fellowship with them. We need to invite them. And sometimes they hear better you than me. Probably because some of you has green eyes or you're white. Sometimes, not all the times, but they will hear you. And probably they will tell me, no, I'm not going to that dinner. But if you invite them, probably they will say, yes, okay, okay. And they will show up over there in your house. And you know the second thing is this. 
you will teach them the doctrine of the apostles. And the doctrine of the apostles were raised, or the foundation of that was in the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Finishing, speaking about a church dedicated, a church of mission is dedicated, devoted, about two things, the doctrine of the apostles and the fellowship. Could you give me a third one? Probably. 46, verse 46. I don't know if it's a commitment or it, if it was a commitment for them, but I guess we can take as a commitment. Brothers, the, the, the Word of God says, and Sunday by Sunday, right? Is what the Bible says. And so we're reading in 46, Acts chapter 2. You know, uh, verse 45, and they were selling their processions and all of the things. And Sunday by Sunday. No, that's not the Christian life. It's not Sunday by Sunday, weekly, coming just Sundays here. The Bible said that they were devoted to these commitments, to these two things, to, to do the, the gospel, to make the gospel alive in their lives day by day. Attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous heart. The third commitment could be constancy, perseverance, constant, common life every day. And that's we need to rescue in our Christian's practice. Not once a week, not just on Sundays. This means a lifestyle. This means changed life. Our change needs to be, our lives needs to be changed by the gospel. So that's why I was telling you about time. It means time to invite them to share with them, to prepare a passage from the Bible speaking about our Lord. It means time. The New Testament church was committed to these things, especially to teach and fellowship. And they did it frequently. They did it day by day. My question for you, Christians, my question for you, members of Calvary La Hanta, is do we see this devotion in other church around the town? Do we see this dedication in other churches, 
in La Junta or in other towns around us? Do you see this kind of fidelity, faithfulness in this time? And what about you? What about Calvary La Junta? We watch and encourage ourselves to maintain what they called to study, to persevere in the doctrine of the apostles, dedication to the word, and having a real and good companionship, fellowship, friendship. Brothers, we need to be focused on missions. If you're going to do something, please go. Go and tell them about the excellencies of our Savior. Everything that you get here in this temple, go and share it with others. This is the purpose to live a mission. This is the purpose. For any church, this is completely doable. Two things. Two things. And this is one of the things that we preach every single Sunday. Making Jesus non-ignorable. In La Junta, in Denver, in Espanol. And to the, to the end of the earth. I want to encourage you to keep these things and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a broad explanation. Reading these passages later tonight, or and if you can remember Nella and I, please. Please, remember us. The Lord brought us here. Even I didn't want to come. Because he had in his sovereign plan that we continue supporting our spiritual children in Venezuela. As you know, have planted those churches over there. We have a lot of pastors that we evangelized, discipled, baptized them, and we introduced them in the ministry. And they are pastoring over there. And the, their churches, our churches, they need our support. Please pray for together for Venezuela. 
It is a recently organization, 501c3, a nonprofit organization that my wife and, well, they say that me as well, but I, I don't know what I am doing, except by His grace, but with other people supporting Venezuela. Venezuela is having a, a deep crisis. But if you see many of these churches, you will see the same thing that I was preaching here. And it, it, it encourages me to continue. If you're interested to know this ministry, I know many of you love to have your smartphone and go and Google things. You can Google Together for Venezuela and you will see what we do over there. Pray for us. And when you have used clothes, uh, used clothing or clothes, I cannot pr pronounce that. For kids, use, use ones. Please send, send them to us in Calvary in Espanol. I am doing this calling among our churches. And there is a small church, but beautiful, in hot sulfur springs, close by to Granby, one of our churches over there. Pastor Mark Collarman. And always they're gathering clothes, shoes, and we are shipping them in boxes to Venezuela. One couple one time heard because I was asking them do you imagine to have a Bible study and not having a good Bible or having a, a study Bible or having a commentary pre preparing a, uh, a sermon well, the pastors over there don't have it. That couple donated a box of study Bible from John MacArthur. Are you familiar with that? Well, the John MacArthur Bible study. And we shipped that box, 24 Bibles, for the pastors over there. After that, it was another couple and they heard that, probably because they knew about the ministry. And they were asking me how we can help the pastors over there. And I said, well, just recently we have through Ligonier Ministries, the Reformation Bible Study. And I wish to have a bunch of Bibles of this to give them. And we gathered 18 Reformation Bible study and right now are in the pastor's hands in that zone in Venezuela.
This is the kind of ministry. Fellowship and teaching the doctrines of the apostles. Brothers, praise be to God for this opportunity that we have to share the gospel among the Spanish and among others. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. And I want to ask you, I want to ask you for the power, the presence of the Holy Spirit among our hearts, among this church. And bless your children here, the chosen race. Bless them. Bless the royal priesthood gathering here and use their lives for inviting to some people to eat in their homes, to have fellowship, and just to pray. Bless brothers and sisters who are in Las Animas, and Fort Lyon, here in La Junta. And you know this place better than me, but they know as well. Use this message to encourage this church to continue taking this two commitments. Help us to teach the doctrines. Help us as pastors to have a good fellowship. Lord, if anyone here is in a deep emotional need, spiritual need, if anyone here is, is discouraged, bless this life and create in him or her a devoting heart for you. Lord, forgive our sins. Let us hear your voice. Put in our pathways the doctrines that we need to tell others. And put in our lives those who need you, our God, our neighbors, co-workers, people around us. And dear Lord, send more Spanish-speaking labors to share the gospel with others in this area. Prepare the soil for the great seed, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this time here. 
and your precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.